If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story, they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at v the Sports Betting Network, v the v Fubo, Slink Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Glad you could join us, Gil Alexander. Stephen Bond in for Jeffrey Parlay this morning. Stephen will be with us uh, tomorrow and Monday as well for Guessing Lines. Parlay returns on Tuesday. It's Thursday, hour number two. You know what that means? Unscripted. With the crack man, Bill Krakenberger at Bill Crackman with the K. There's his intro music. There we go. It's official now. Billy comes to us via Skype. Are you across town or are you in New Jersey? Where are you, Bill? Yes, I am across the country. Ooh. Actually. Yeah, in, in Jersey. And uh you know, just doing some uh some college basketball betting and messing around. I got in late last night, real late, like midnight. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it's a uh, difference in weather though. I tell you, Oh yeah. I, I don't, it's amazing how we get older. I don't miss that. I get older. When I was a kid, our mothers used to scream at us, get inside. And now five more minutes, please. Yeah. please. You're, you're out on the, you're out on the snow bank. Five more minutes. Now I can't take the wind. I can't take the cold. And, uh, it's, it's, it's cold and not really windy, but it's, it's, it's bad back here. Anyway, yeah, no, it, um, it, yeah so that, that's no, what I'm we, doing. We've all become Pacific time zone soft, right? Like I, I used to say I got Cali soft when I live in California for, for 20 years. Uh, you're, 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 you change, right? You, what you're used to. I remember exactly what you're saying. I remember in the neighborhood begging my mom, and I would almost get frostbitten out there just trying to keep up with my older brother and all his friends out there sledding and stuff. 
Back in the day, now forget it, man. Get me inside. Want no part of it. By the way, it's windy out here in Vegas, and we have the we have the nerve to complain this morning. We're like, oh my god, from my car to the to the South Point building. That 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 thirty five seconds was dreadful. You know that kind of thing. That's well, how we got. You know, Gil, though, um, you know, I was in Vegas the last couple of weeks. It was absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous. Three weeks. We had yes. 75 degrees, probably, I don't know the number, but I, it had to be 10 degrees above normal for, for yes. the last 30 days. Unseasonably yeah, it was... warm. But you know what? You know where the, the issue becomes with Vegas, and this will be relatable to all who fly to Vegas if you get your buddies together for March Madness. March Madness, uh, as of two, three years ago, used to be super reliably great weather where it was it was pool weather. You're like, sweet, we're going to come for the first or the second week of March Madness, whichever one. All your buddies are going to get together. We're going to lay out at the pool. We're going to make bets. We're going to watch games. It's going to be awesome. Last two or three years, man, I, I'd, I'd almost prefer that the weather at this time, like th- to the last two or three weeks, like if we could go back to that being cold and March Madness being reliably warm, I would almost take that trade because now you – now the pool's kind of out the first week of March Madness. At least it has been. It's almost like yeah. there's. It's almost like there's climate change, Bill. Just want to throw that. Yeah, out there. I don't know. I don't follow anything like that. <laughs> you don't follow. But, I mean, I, I, you don't follow. I really it. don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know people have different opinions on climate change. Does it feel like it's different in 2021? To compared to ten years ago or twenty years ago, I don't think I, mean, I don't think they have a uh, difference opinion on the climate actually changing. I think they have a difference on how right. the climate changed. Yeah. This is oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what, though, Gil. Yeah. I, I I don't see the snowstorms. When we were a kid, it seemed like there was giant snowstorm, like like a foot of snow. Yes. Uh, all the time. All right. So you're making my point. I, I know. Yes. So what? what yeah, that's I don't exactly see right. that anymore. Yeah. yeah. When, when, in, when, when I was – this is ridiculous, right? But when we were kids, we sound like our parents now, uh, we, played, yeah. we played football in full snow and ice. That was D.C. <laughs> that was in D.C. Like, you don't that's, – that's a joke to even say that to them now in D.C. Like, what? So you had snow and ice? There were, there were certain winters as a kid where, like, there were legendary winters where it was, like, 30 inches of snow, one where it was just ice covered. That's in the mid-Atlantic. So, I mean, it's completely different now. Now you go winters, it's like, hey, did we, we're going to get any snow at all, you know, at the, in that part of the country? So it's definitely changed for sure. Um, well, you Jill, said, I have a question for yes. you. When, you. when you say snow and get I, – I, this is something I've wanted to ask you probably for years. And it just spawned Please. in my brain here. When you were, when you were a kid at that age – uh, playing with your friends outside. Did you guys gamble a little bit, or better yet, how did you get into gambling at a young age? You're growing up in the family you did. I don't think your mother or father's family gambled. No, right? so no. I can remember how, how the first bet I ever made was my dad for a Super Bowl bet me five dollars and I won. Right? There was no spread involved. He was just like, "I'll take you know whatever team he took." Right? I took the other side. I won, but that wasn't. It wasn't, you're right, it wasn't a family thing for me. For me, it was just, and I've said this before on the air, I cannot explain it. It was just completely innate because I collected baseball cards in England. My parents aren't even from this country, right? My brother wasn't like a huge sports fan. He was a football fan because we grew up in D.C., so you, you were a football fan um, by sort of regional, uh, regional bias. But the, I was everything, like baseball cards. I was everything sports. Like I came out of the womb. <clears throat> loving sports and then Beckett sports guide with with baseball cards so associate first association of money with sports and then I was the kid as I'm sure you were I've said this many times I was the kid who and no one told me to do this right no one taught me how to do it I just fifth grade or third fourth grade or third grade whatever it was I was like hey 
Uh, $2, everybody, $2, no spreads. I didn't know about the spread, right? But I was like, let's not go crazy with these kids because they don't like this as much as I do. I was like, $2, just pick the winners of every NFL game this week. My my prize for running this pool is I don't have to put in the $2, but I can win it too. And we did that for years, and I always said I thought I would get in trouble for doing this. And then finally one teacher, you know, like three years into it, grabs me by the shoulder and I'm like, oh, the gig is up. And I'll never say, uh, Mr. Sorkin, for those who, went, who were listening who went to school with me, Steve Sorkin from North Carolina, he said, hey, Gil, how do I get in on this pool? And that's, you know, that was, the, right? It was like three years of fear. And then I was like, oh, he's in. This gambling thing might have some legs, right? No, so, but, but yeah. again, you so, so you were gambling at a young age. Did you come up with this? You had to came see up it with somewhere. It, yeah. Come up with it. Wow. Came up with it. I, I must have, there must have been like, you know, little things in the Washington Post sports section that must have seen sure. it. It's not like I invented it in my head, right? But whatever cues I had, the interest was all mine. And then I always explain the story, was it 85 when Georgetown was in, you know, one of their great runs with John Thompson, and and, and uh, this was uh, Patrick Ewing's senior year, I believe. Yeah, senior year, where they were a prohibitive favorite to win the NCAA tournament, right? They ended up losing to Villanova famously as one of the biggest upsets in college basketball history in the finals. But so here's a great example of, of how your brain if you're just like this, you're like this. Nobody told me about odds. Like, I had no idea what Georgetown's numbers were at that time to win the tournament. But something in me said to all of my classmates, I'll take Georgetown. You get all the other 63 teams or however many were in the tournament at that time in 1985. But if Georgetown wins, you pay me five times what I pay you. So I knew how wow. to manipulate it right in a way that nobody taught me how to do and i have no explanation for you as to how i knew how to do that right there is no explanation wow. for that so that's a long-winded answer to your question yeah no it's always fun to see how people start gambling now um uh, of course my story's been told many times but you know i gambling when i was a kid because we uh, growing up in the bronx and growing up in in north jersey uh, and Central Jersey, even it, it was just uh, a rite of passage. You know, everyone gambled. Both both sides of the family. Uh, I, I had my 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 mom's side was Italian, real big betters, not not large money, no cutthroat things, but they, everyone in the family gambled. From the ladies, the men, everything. My father's side, uh, uh, Hungarian, Jew, Irish, tough, real tough family. But my but uh, they also gambled a little bit too. I remember my grandfather used to get the scratch off lotteries as a kid. <laughs> and uh, now I'm I'm so much against now. And this was a hardworking, good man, uh, career union man, great guy, worked up in North Jersey, um, had no friends. So it's funny. My father and his father really had no friends. Their wives were their friends. They were hardworking, blue collar guys. But yet my fa my grandfather, I remember, used to play the, the scratch off lotteries. He liked he enjoyed them. He liked them. I only wish I knew. What I knew now. Oh, of course. Are you to, kidding me? Uh, the, the, I, I never knew the lottery was a 50 percent hold. I mean, there's no worse bet out there. None, <laughs> None. that I know of. Unless, unless you're being cheated, than the lottery. You know, just look. It's simple math, too, fellas. Um, a simple. It really is. You take uh, a 999 combinations, a zero to 999. That's a thousand combinations. You take all those combinations. And then you figure out, all right, so obviously if you're, pay, if you're playing a pick three, three numbers, it should be 1,000 to one. Yet these states pay 500 to one. That means they're holding 
There's no casino game that holds 50%. You can play Keno. Uh, you can play the money wheel. Nothing holds 50%. Just the lottery. Oh, oh, by the way, and if you do win anything that's big, you got to pay 40% in taxes, maybe even more. So, I mean, it's, so there's it's, it's that. a terrible, terrible yeah. bet. Well, no, that was always the, one of the big hypocrisies, among many hypocrisies, right? Before sports betting was, uh, before PASPA was ruled unconstitutional in May of 2018, that was always the talking point of ours before that, which is, are you kidding me? The government won't allow sports betting, but they run the most predatory gambling operation there ever was in the state lotteries, you know, right? That, 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 that was always the comment. And so what you're saying is exactly right. By the way, if you, you know, the whole if you knew then what you know now thing. So now, now you're conjuring up stories. So we, I, me and my buddy Tommy, he's my oldest friend, me and my buddy Tommy, we must have been like seven years old, eight maybe. And we, we found out that the supermarket was giving out these little scratch-off horse racing cards. Uh, Winn-Dixie ran them in our region of the country. We didn't have Winn-Dixies, but they were called the Winn-Dixie horse racing of some kind. Somebody uh, who's listening can find this maybe if you Google it. But they did these in supermarkets. We didn't know it at the time all around the country. But essentially, you would get these scratch-off cards, you would get a, a horse or whatever, and then Sunday night, late night, like 11.30, they would run this horse race on TV, and if you won, you'd win like, and for us, this was like winning a million, where I was like, I think like $1,000, maybe it was 10, like, I don't know, but for us, it was like, oh my God, we'll be rich beyond our, you know, beyond all imagination. And me and Tommy, we, I remember we, we begged his mom to take us to the grocery store, we'd get these scratch-offs, we scratch off, and then we'd try as hard as we could to stay up, and we'd buy 11.30, and then we'd invariably get beat by, you know, by a nose at the end. And Tommy goes, he goes, that was the first time I knew you were what you're talking about. Because you were like, you know what, Tommy? This is what I said to him. I go, I bet this happens every Sunday to everybody who's got a scratch off. We'll come back more unscripted with the crack band. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, 
it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, or against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. That's VEASAN.com. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, I was... Remember earlier I was talking about how, uh, was it, uh, I don't want to get the gentleman's name wrong, was it, uh, his last name was Spagnoli. Bill Spagnoli sent, uh, sent this tweet about his survivor pool and how a person who didn't submit the last seven weeks in his survivor pool, it just automatically defaults to the lowest point spread, the lowest favorite on the board. And that that person is one of the five remaining 381. He, has, he hasn't been there for two months almost. He's just like, yeah, auto will take care of this for me. So I, I went back and looked at the last seven weeks. I'm a little confused on a couple of these. So week seven, this goes week seven to week 13. Week seven, Atlanta beat Miami 30 to 28. They were one and a half point favorites. So that, that one makes sense. Tennessee beat Indianapolis 34 to 31 in week eight. But I thought Indy was a favorite in that game. So I'm not sure how that checks out. Week 9, Chargers beat the Eagles 27-24. to Yep, they were one-point favorites. Week 10, New England beat Cleveland 45-7. to Remember, they were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Remember, they spotted Cleveland 7 and then scored the next 45. Week 11, Cincinnati crushed the Raiders. They were one-and-a-half-point favorites. Then Week 12, Washington did get by Seattle. That one was... I don't know, that one toggled back and forth, I think, between favorites, so I guess that's how it locked in. And then this last week, Miami beat New England, uh, beat the Giants 20-9. to By the end, the Dolphins were really, were, were like six-and-a-half-point favorites, but I guess early in the week they were the smallest favorite, perhaps, on the board. But that's an amazing run. Atlanta, Tennessee, Chargers, New England, Cincinnati, Washington, and Miami, just auto-picking. More unscripted with the crack man right here on a numbers game at VEASAN. Stephen Bond is in for Jeff Parlay today. Uh, you had a story, uh, Stephen, about how, how you got into gambling at all. What was your first experience? With? I did. My, my great-grandmother, whose parents were from Italy, brought her over here or had her over here. She was died when she was 103. She taught me how to play, you know, 
five-card poker. We used to play for pennies right up until she was 102. Oh, my God. You're so, gonna, yeah. You're going to live forever. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope I have those genes. So as Bill was, you know, recanting yeah. that story, I thought, oh, my God, this is, you know, it just sounds exactly like me. You know, short little Italian woman. She was, you yeah. know, four foot seven when she died. So that's Phenomenal. Yeah. So that's a, and most of it gets passed down, but you know, in some families, it has to start somewhere with someone who innately is. I guess for me, in my family, it, it is me because that that horse racing thing I told at the beginning, it was clearly a fix, right, by the supermarket running these pre-taped horse races that were televised on a local station Sunday night. But even at the age of again, I must have been I don't know seven years old or eight. And I swear we like tried as hard as we could to stay up to watch this. I even said to to my buddy at the time, I'm uh, to my buddy Tommy, I'm like, yeah, I, I think I think this probably happens every week, man, because we were like so distraught that we lost. It was like our first figuring out of, oh, this might not be above the board, above board, even though we couldn't articulate it at the time. So it's all that kind of educational gambling. Hey uh, I, guys, I, I think that if you had a vowel at the end of your name. No matter what, there was some kind of gambling going on in the family. <laughs> right. So it just, uh, like I said, it's just that rite of passage. No matter, by the way, coast to coast. I mean, it was just uh, something you did. It, it, it was, uh, in, it, and you know what, Gil, I'll tell you. Like I said, this is on both sides of my family. So uh, I, I think gambling, when that, back then, it wasn't recognized like a little fun thing. And it, it can't hurt anybody. It was fun. It was but then as we get older as kids, let's face it, uh, that somehow, uh, not somehow, that's common sense really uh, turns into problems for many people because sure. there's no kind of a bankroll management taught to us from our grandmothers. They don't think anything. It's kind of closet gambling when you get with your friends. And this brings up a story. You know, um, a few weeks back, there, there was a, there's a guy in Las Vegas, Rob Meach. He's, uh, he follows me on Twitter. He probably follows you too, I'm sure. And uh, Rob writes for a newspaper in Chicago. If I get this wrong, I'm sorry. I think it's Chicago Sun-Times. I think that's the big paper in Chicago. Um, and, and Rob did a story on me that was about gambling and sports. Those some great stories, by the way, on the industry. Fantastic gambling stories. And uh, we talked about and went through a lot of things uh, from when I was a kid. And I'll tell you, it reminded me, you know, we always hear these good things and uh, about gambling and how easy it is to win. If you're, if you're on Twitter, you see everyone wins, of course. So, um, but more importantly, it reminded me, uh, us talking here, of when I was a kid. You know, Bill Krakenberg is an open book. I always tell you the truth. Here's a story you've never heard, Gil. Rob Meach got it out of me. Um, just thought about it. When I was, I, you know, I said 15 in the article. I think I was younger because I was working on a boardwalk. So I had to be, it was a summer. I was probably about 13 years old, and yes, me and my friend were betting with a bookmaker at 13 years old. <laughs> and again, I didn't know the sharp things. I didn't know what 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 you know makes money in sports. I I tell you, I lost like ten thousand dollars. Just think about this. Jeez. I'm uh, us as a partnership, but it was under my name. So let me let's face it. I'm the one that was on the hook for the 10 grand at that age so, in that time. Yeah, at that age, that exact time. I look back at it now, Gil. And I think about the 40-year-old bookmaker who was taking the bets from the 13-year-old kids that worked yeah. on the boardwalk. That dude Even needs though to be. I, I, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a bad thing. I, back then, I thought it was a big deal. Hey, you're playing with this. He's, he's taking bets from me. You know, and I don't know what I said. Maybe I said it was from my uncle or my father. I don't, I don't even remember. I just remember I owed the guy 10 grand. We owed 5000 each, and I couldn't pay. 
So, uh, and I was scared of the guy. He had a vowel at the end of his name. So, sure enough, I went, you know, and, and actually, believe at this age, it's amazing. I'm working for, a, it's amazing. I was actually making like 75 to $100 a day, making a lot of money when I was a kid on that boardwalk. But I actually went and borrowed the money and, and, and paid, paid back. Uh, but anyway, just something I thought about. That was a, it was a lesson at a young age that my cousin had to take me and, and, and actually show me some the, the ways in life when it came to gambling. From a very young age, I knew about, you know, blackjack um, dealing. We used to play blackjack. Matter of fact, um, it's in the article. We used to play blackjack, head-to-head uh, -head blackjack. So you have a deck of cards. Obviously, there's four aces. He used to tell me just to keep track of the four aces, like keep track of the aces, how many aces are out. You're dealing to the bottom, so you know there's no cut card like in a casino. Um, it's just something that spawned on me from a little a young Yeah, age, No, so. I mean, it's funny because uh, as, as you're talking about it, like things are triggering in my brain that I haven't thought about since I was a kid. And, and again, it's, what, what's interesting about this is also like an evolutionary thing, right? You are you are born the way you're born. So if you were like a kid who or, or I was a kid who like loved opera, none of this stuff, even if we were exposed to it, would make an impression on us. But I remember I was at RFK as a kid. Um, where you know I was I was so fortunate to be able to go to to games in you know in the heyday of that franchise and even before that and I just remember like one year where the Baltimore Colts I want to say I'm not even sure they were in Indianapolis at that these the Baltimore Colts were terrible and the Dallas Cowboys were great no surprise there in those days and I remember walking through the concourse, or we're walking, and, and some dude who was entering a box, right? He sat in the box, and that made this amazing impression on me. Like, wow, this guy must be—he must be rich beyond belief. But I remember the, the the person that I was with, the adult that I was with, who took me to the games, uh, family friend, and him got in this conversation about the spread being this outrageous number because Baltimore was playing Dallas that week while we were at uh, RFK watching watching the Washington football team play, and. I remember the guy who was entering the, you know, the big, uh, the boss man, like, and, and in my my brain, I remember it being like 30 points, right? Clearly it wasn't. But that's how I, I processed it. it. Whatever it was, it was a massive spread, not only for that week, but for the entire season. And I remember him saying, and I'm still laying the points, right? Now, I didn't know anything about anything but that, like, left an impression, too, right? Where I was like, huh, what's this other world that exists beyond this actual oh, yeah. football game that I'm watching? This sounds awesome, especially because he's sitting in this uh, suite, by the way, suite at RFK. It's, like, hilarious to think about. You know, it's just this separate seating with still rinky-dink baseball transform stadium that shook if, uh, you know, if, if, it went, if it went well for us. But... Um, it's little things like that, and you don't necessarily think about it. So I appreciate being able to talk to you and remembering some of these things because I haven't thought about these for years. But it's all of those little things, right? And then sometimes, by the way, you go away for it, right? Like I remember when I went to uh, when I went to college, I remember those years just sort of being a departure. Like I got away from it for a couple years in those days, which is probably a good thing, by the way, right? Because who knows what could have happened. At that sort of if I'm if I'm doing two dollar pools when I'm in fifth grade, who knows what I would have been doing in college, right? So I'm glad that for whatever reason I got distracted for a few years before coming back to it. I think you're almost you don't really know you're protected sometimes. That's amazing that 
that didn't carry over through college. Usually, oh, it came college, back. Kids are gambling. As, oh, yeah. you know, girls everywhere, Bill. At that point, you're oh. like, well, you know, what am I going to nice. do? Yes, I think yeah. that, I'm pretty sure that's what distracted me. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, more unscripted with the Crackman, Bill Crackenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Bill Crackman with the K. The name of the podcast, Wise Cracks, wherever podcasts are distributed, where he does, which he does with his buddy John Orlando. Coming back, numbers game, Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high value props. The guide drops like an album. December 13th, four days from now. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate all the tweets. Warrior013, that's Matt, says, Morning, Gil. Is there a company or individual that is creating a list of college players that are opting out of their bowl games? Thanks. Well, I would suggest the College Football Bowl Betting Guide as your first foray into that. It drops in four days at vcin.com slash subscribe. Now, beyond that, obviously, listen to vcin every day, and we'll have that. But as far as like a, a running written list, I would think the guys at uh, at Point Spread Weekly would want to keep a uh, tab on that for sure. But that is a uh, definitely something we will be all over. This is from uh, Jason H11. Does this mean we have producer 8.5? No. As Matt Santos, who's also in the studio right now, can attest, you need a minimum of three months in the producer's chair to be an official numerical producer. So Matt Santos was like six and a half-ish. But, you know, he's like, please don't call me that. <laughs> Kenny, this is from Kenny G. Kenny G, 5421537. Why do people do that on Twitter, by the way? He goes, I agree with you about the Alabama. Nick Saban's history with Alabama, giving him two weeks or more in college football. Great show, as always. Mike Alvarez, check out the big brain on Bond. Stephen Bond is filling in. For I love Jeff, it. Thank for, you for that. Jeffrey Parlay. Today. Do we know how long Jeff's honeymoon is, though? Because I, I may get three months here. We don't know. Oh, that's true. Parlay's got it like that, too. <laughs> He's got to get married first before the honeymoon. That, that's One true. Step right, at fair time. enough. Fair enough. For those wondering about the big brain on Bond, he uh, not only is a producer here at VEASAN, does a lot of stuff here at VEASAN, but also learning remotely, gra- graduate school remotely at Johns Hopkins while he's doing this. Like, in between segments, are you, like, studying digital marketing? I am reading. My laptop is glued to me at all times. All my books are, are online. Classes are online. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. 2021, man. And you used to do a show at Fox with Pereira and Blandino? I did, yeah. So yep. you, you're you're tight with the refs, with the old officials. I'd, I'd like to think I know a thing or two about officiating, but honestly, I sat in the cube with them for two years, and I realized how little I actually knew. Okay, but so, I, I've picked up a bunch from them. So if something ridiculous officiating-wise happens in the football game tonight between the Steelers and the Vikings... We'll get one of them on the show tomorrow. We can do that. Okay. We can do that. I like it. Uh, the Real Brick One, BR, says, hey, uh, Bill, it's going to be 70 in New Jersey on Saturday. That's, uh, that's a weather report for you, Bill Krakenberger. Uh, wow. CISI Conciliary says, I love to hear how pros got started in this game. It's fun going through these memories. Oh, here's one. Sports Pick Magic. 
Uh, he says, yes, capital letters on the horse racing cars, Gil. He says, Safeway in our area. Yes, it was a Safeway for us, too, but they were called Winn-Dixie horse races. And I remember that specifically. Winn-Dixie, obviously, more uh, prominent south of D.C. But he says, Safeway in our area, five races in 30 minutes, 11.30 p.m. Sundays, Channel 5 in D.C. That's exactly what it was, Sportsman Magic. He says, each race payout got higher. Race 5 was like $1,500, which, again, at 7 years old, felt like it was a fortune. He said, had a horse that looked like Secretariat up 10 lengths, whole race, lost in a photo, 11-year-old crush. Dude, I was right there with you, man. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, the vagaries. Oh, betting. Somehow I love this, though. Uh, Alan Harris, Big Cat Sports, he says, uh... Oh, he's talking about, this is a great comment from Alan Harris, talking about that survivor pool that I was mentioning earlier from the gentleman who said, we had a guy in our pool for seven straight weeks, hasn't submitted, our pool defaults to the lowest favorite on the board, and dude is still in it. He's five out of the remaining 380 players, and I couldn't figure out why one or two of them, when I went back the seven weeks, one or two of them didn't make sense to me. Alan might have the answer. He says, is it defaulting to the lowest favorite that that player has available in that survivor? At some point, it may be a team already used, and so it goes to the next favorite. That's probably exactly what it is, Alan. Thank you for that. Um, and more and more. Matt, I'll listen. This is uh, also Warrior Zero Threes. I'll listen to early age intro to gambling stories with Gil and Bill all day long. Hashtag priceless. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, here we go. Paul Nelson Amazing that none of these seven auto picks, uh, auto picks matched any of his first six picks. Well, I think that's why that's how we got to how that pool particularly works. So it must default to the ones that he doesn't have. Which, by the way, what a great lax rule for a survivor pool to have that where don't worry about it if you didn't submit it. It won't be the team you wanted necessarily, but we'll still keep you in it with the lowest one that you haven't picked. You like I said, imagine if if Circus Survivor worked that way. That's the one I need, Gil. Circus Survivor? Well, no, no. The one where it was just auto. Oh, I love So that way I wouldn't have to worry about it. So you hear about that, Bill? So seven weeks in a row, this guy hasn't submitted. He's like one of one of five or maybe three. That's awesome. Bill Krakenbauer, wow. everybody, from New Jersey. You said you mentioned at the beginning you were betting college basketball. Like, Did you go specifically to bet college basketball there? You know, Gil, um, one of the apps here in town, uh, which was one, one of my really good ones, they were taking a couple thousand to play, have, has limited me to 400 bucks. So uh, I just go right to the brick and mortar, and uh, they're taking. <laughs> I'm the same person, I swear. Right. right. Uh, that's playing. Yeah. I, but they 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 uh, they take a couple thousand, uh, uh, you know, personally. But even even with DraftKings, I, uh, you know, um, though last night I did bet three thousand and it went through. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, they 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 take bets from me. I know there's a lot of people having some problems, but they take bets from me. And and when I go down there, boy, whew, when I go to resorts. And, and make bets, which is only literally walking distance from here. Um, they, they they take bets. They were taking 5000 on futures from me last time. I was here a couple of weeks ago. Um, in progress futures, by the way. It's not just they're taking $5,000 on a future bet at the beginning of the season. These places put up futures right now at these sports books. Unlike Las Vegas sports books, you could bet season wins over under. For every single NFL team, every single NBA team, I know, man. even though we only got a few weeks left. And um, I'll just tell you, they, they, there's some low-hanging fruit here sometimes. You know, uh, that reminds me of one of the subjects I wanted to talk about before air. It's amazing. We've talked for – here, we've been on air how? 
for 36 minutes here, and I never even mentioned the, the number one thing I wanted to talk about, which is just uh, I thought about. So, Gil, Monday Night Football, it was really bad weather. We all know that. The wind, the goalposts were going. The reporters on the field, uh, a female reporter literally blown off her chair. Um, <laughs> yes. So, so, so I, I have to ask you, is that the first time a primetime game has been shown since the Papspa uh, overturning? And uh, because there's, there's a reason I'm getting, I'm saying this. I just don't know if the last couple seasons there hasn't been uh, a game like this shown on air. And I'm telling you this for a reason. And I hope people don't get. I hope a couple of the, the pros don't get mad at me here. Um, it, it's a touchy subject. I'll tell you. I seen some stuff the other night I couldn't believe on Monday. So on Monday night football, which was predicted over the weekend to have wind and gust, but I spoke to someone in Erie, Pennsylvania, 90 miles away from Buffalo, and it was around, I don't know, 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning. He said it it's fine outside. It's okay outside. But, the, you know, it's 90 miles away. I'm sorry, 90 minutes away. It's north of Erie, uh, even though they are on the lake. It was going to get worse during the night. The predictions of the wind gust to be 40 miles an hour actually over that, over 50 miles an hour when they actually did hit. And it got stormy and cold and windy and snowy. Uh, the reason I'm saying this is I seen some really big edges in the market. Now, I'll tell you, um, they didn't adjust the new sports books to the market, really didn't adjust till very late, an hour and a half before the game, I seen longest field goals still at 47 and a half yards. So, so what I'm trying to say is, um, I think they may have adjusted the line, uh, especially like there's a, there's a sports book. Uh, I'll just, I'll say what it is. It's FanDuel. FanDuel, they just follow Pinnacle. So, bang. If there's an offshore sports, they, they follow the offshore sports book line. And I also noticed some of the bigger sports books that you think are the bigger ones, they follow Circa. I could bet Circa something and move it just on air, and, and they'll just move on air. On every single thing Circa does, they're told to follow, which it might not be a bad way to book, but I don't know. I just thought you book in-house the old, like, Richie Bacheleri way. You take a bet, and, and you move the line. But what I'm getting to here, what I want to talk about is the proposition bets. Almost every single offensive prop went under – on Monday night's game. So anything wide receivers, you know, the quarterback reception, quarterback throws, um, attempts, completions. What I'm saying, though, is I don't think the books looked at the prop market as hard. They looked at the total. They moved the, as soon as it was shown on national TV, just like it does all the time. Everyone went and rushed to bet the under. It went down to 39 and a half, even 39, closed around 40, even 40 and a half. Uh, opened up, opened up earlier. It opened up like forty-three and a half earlier. We're, we're going to break, but, so I want to get this. We'll continue after right. the break. But, but yep. one of the things because you brought it up with a forty-seven and a half yard field goal. Remember to the one side of the field. So on your TV from left to right. Remember, like the yep. opening kickoff went ten rows deep yes, into the did. stands. So the yep. thinking was probably in the prop market also with with that. Let's just use that as an example. That you might be able to kick a 47 and a half yard field goal, maybe quite easily in that direction, right? So that I think was the was the confusion before the game. Now, could you have in the end without the wind taking it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But that, you know, judging by that opening kickoff, it was something else. We'll come back. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. We're proud to have them as well. Don't forget about this deal tonight. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcoming you with the lock of the year. If you place a $10 money line wager on either Pittsburgh or Minnesota tonight, and if either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets. Regardless of your bet's outcome, just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. 
betonline.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If either Pittsburgh or Minnesota scores a touchdown, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander, numbers game. Bill Krakenberger, of course, alongside Thursday hour number two. Um, just phenomenal to have Bill in here every week. This is uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Billy Ripkin's bat. Love that uh, Twitter handle. For those who collected baseball cards back in the day, you may remember that Billy Ripkin wrote a wrote a naughty thing on the on the bottom of his bat in one of these baseball cards. They didn't catch it at Topps or Fleer or Don Russ, whatever it was at the time. Uh, Billy Ripkin's bat writes: I was first introduced to gambling at age eight. Mom and dad lied about my age to go to the dog track. At the time, they allowed 12-year-olds in with their parents. Dad let me bet $2 show bets the entire day, up 40 bucks to buy a new Nintendo game later. Hooked. Father of the year. <laughs> nice job, Billy. By the way, that's another thing that triggered because he said dog track. So the other thing that I reared my gambling uh, you know, life on was I would. My buddy had a, his parents had a place in Key Biscayne, so every Christmas I'd go down as, as those in the tribe tend to do on the Eastern Seaboard. We would go to Florida, right? And so me and my buddy, like when we were like 16, 17, whatever, we'd be like, Hialeah, you can bet on this. So we would go and bet on Hialeah in Miami, and that too was quickly discovered to be a complete fix. We'd be like, oh, how did that happen? We we're about to win two hundred dollars. Anyway, I appreciate Billy Ripkin's bad. And this is Stephen Vegas talking about your. Uh, your Monday Night Football comments about how the prop market was slow to adjust. He said player props were an ATM on Monday Night Football. I know I cleaned up. I went 12-1 and with the only loss being a bad number on Allen's rushing yards. By the way, Allen got there just barely because Sean McDermott refused. That, that whole team, Dable, refused to just have Allen run. Not sure how all those props weren't over-adjusted with the total falling. Bet MGM and Will Hill fell asleep. That according to Steve in Vegas. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly what I mean. So maybe it wasn't just that, uh, the, the books I'm talking about, other books. Uh, and again, now, normally, now we're just talking like this was so easy. Normally, and Bill Krakenberger preaches this too, I like to play over on, not props, over on the game when, uh, especially the first half when, this, when the field's probably still in decent shape, I like to play over after it's overly adjusted by the public seeing the snow in the background on these type of games. Everything that matters, though, is not the snow. It's actually the wind, more importantly, the wind gust. So I've talked about this on videos recently on some shows. Um, but this situation was uh, the opposite of that. This actually was legit wind gust of over 30 miles an hour, which were up to oh, actually over 50 in this case. But it's funny, on that opening kickoff, now, I did not watch the first uh, half of the game. I watched. I came home and watched the second half, but... I did have it on Sirius Satellite Radio. I was listening uh, just to the conditions, what was going on, to see if my guys were right about the, the, the props unders and stuff, and which, of course, they were. And sure enough, the opening kickoff, they said, sailed, like, over the goalpost. That's what I was saying. I it, myself, was, it was 10 I rows myself, oh, deep. Oh, my God. So 10 rows deep. Yeah. That, um, so that's why, like, going back to the field goal thing, that's why, to me, that wasn't that bad of a number because going that way, you might have been able to kick a field goal from like 60 right. yards. If the wind didn't pick it up, there was also, we saw the pregame stuff, the wind it was, had died down a little. But the pregame stuff, that the ball would right. be up and then it would just take a hard right or a hard left at that point. So who so, knows? And even during the game, though, I seen 
and the, an extra point that took the ball and just hit the I think it hit the goalpost or, or just missed even. Uh, there was yeah, the, the, so yeah. the wind was a was a giant factor though. And even if the wind's at your back, I think it was a swirling wind. It's one of those Buffalo winds, so you just don't know which way it's going to go. Uh, I just found that interesting, and the reason why I brought this up was I don't know if any of these games, uh, this type of game, has happened since the new sports books, the DraftKings, the FanDuel's, the BetMGM's are, are in the market. So I didn't know if this was the first example because as soon as they seen that reporter go up off her chair, <laughs> immediately the, the game went down from 41 yeah. to 39 and a half, and even 39. I mean, I'm talking about within two minutes. Yeah. But yet the prop market, which was most more important. The prop market wasn't really affected until maybe right at game time. Uh, I, I was just shocked. So maybe it's a good learning curve for lots of people. Um, maybe next time you get this type of game, or let me tell you something. It's not just a prime time game, guys. You know, there's props on every single game like this at the FanDuel's, the DraftKings, the BetMGM's, the Bet365. These props are up on Sundays on every single game, not just the primetime games that some of the sports books would put up in Las Vegas. Yeah, the answer to your question is, has there been a game like this since PASMA was ruled unconstitutional in 2018? There was a game in Cleveland last year, like you said, on a Sunday morning, too. I want to say they were playing the Raiders. And it was an underfest, right? And that literally, they would kick a field goal, go straight down the middle, and then I swear it's like the ball went 90 degrees left on a field goal. So that was that's the one game that was comparable because wind is really the issue, right? We've had rain games. We've had snow games. But that's not the same thing. It's the wind that creates you know, the, the, the chaos like that. So I don't, and by the way, I don't remember what the prop market was in that particular game. I do remember though, pounding the under, you know, repeatedly in that game. And that, that came in easily. Gil, was that a, a marquee or was that a primetime game on, no. TV, on national TV? No, it was that's a, what I was talking about. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think a yeah, national no. Sunday, Monday, or Thursday night no. game has been like this on TV. Not to my uh, memory. Something to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Something to look at for the, for the future. And like Gil's saying though, that type of a game there still is props available at these sports books that offer props on every single game, even the ones that aren't on uh, nationwide TV. So, and I, I'm sure that game, I don't remember that game, Gil, but I'm sure that type of game was the perfect game to, you know, uh, blanket a lot. I, I don't like to blanket anything, but uh, like Steven Vegas just said, he probably blanketed a lot of the offensive playing props. Um, I, I'm a little more conservative when it comes to that normally, but this situation May have uh, called for blanketing some uh, some props, you know. Really, when there's something like this happens. And so, also, as you say that, I think also as you say that though, as as you would as you intimate also yourself there at the beginning is nothing is foolproof, right? So we may come to another situation that appears to be very similar like this. Oh, look, they're not adjusting. It's got to be under. And it will behave completely differently, right? It will The, the wind will behave completely, and everybody will lose all of their bets, right? It's like you, you, there are these opportunities. On the one hand, it's sort of incumbent upon you as a better to sort of take advantage of it, but just know that nothing's 100%, right? Like, it, it just... It, it just... You never know in this, right? Nothing's that easy, I guess, is sort of the disclaimer. Yeah. You know. Hey, Gil, speaking of wind and flying, I have a funny story for you, and I hope people don't take it as bragging because it's not bragging. Right before I left, uh, I have a friend of mine who, who's a square kid, and he, he loses. He lives in Vegas. He loses every year sports betting. This year, he says to me, 
He says, Bill, do you think I can open up an account in town and, and we can go partners on the account? And he said, I'll put the money up for now. If we lose, I'll get it back from you. He said, I'll put the money up and we'll bet $500 a game. I said, I told him, I said, oh, okay, that's fine. I'll do that. I'll do that with you. But you have to remind me because, you know, for me to only get 250 a game, I'm not going to be focusing on that place to bet. So you got to just remind me. I will help you. And um, sure enough, uh, now we were here. Now we're here into best college basketball season, which I've destroyed the first three, four weeks. And um, and even even earlier in college football, we, we struggled a little bit at the beginning of college football. So. Uh, but we did really good on NFL second half, first, uh, first half, some things that we did really good on. So I, he, he would text me. I'd say, okay, bet, bet this, bet this, bet this, bet this. So I said, okay, fine. Um, so now I'm leaving, getting ready to come. I'm, I'm coming into to, to Jersey. And he says, oh, we, we, let's, let's take a payout. I said, okay, that's fine. I don't even look at the, I don't look at the account. I don't even know what was in there. So was a, there was a decent amount of money. I'm not going to mention how much. But it was up, you know, it was up a lot, uh, like, like 16 units or something. So I said, okay. Take out half the money. So we took out so much money, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, though. And uh, he, so he, he met me at Costco, and he, he gave me my half of the money. And I had so much stuff in the middle of co- – I had cups. I had drinks. I had nowhere to put this stack of money. And uh, so I put it in the door jam. The, the, not the door jam, where, where you close the door, where, where the handle is, not the jam. But where your hand, I put it right, right where the handle of the door is, not thinking of it. Oh, thank you. And All right, see you, see you soon. All right, so now I said, let me go get let me go get gas. You got 25 seconds, Bill. All right, go go get gas at Costco. Go get the gas. What happens? I open the door. The money flies everywhere in the wind. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Oh, the no. money. I had a lady behind me helping me. Money flying everywhere at the Costco. I just figured you'd find that story funny. And I got back everything, everything but a hundred bucks. Everything but honor. Bill Krakenberger making it rain at a random yeah. location, random gas station <laughs> in New Jersey. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. All right. Lombardi Live next at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.